celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And lest us not forget your dream team. In for Dr. Debbie today, Doc Halligan, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and of course, Wendy Diamond all in place. On the big show today, Deborah Wilson from Mad TV, and she has a brand new movie she's in, and we'll be talking to her in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Hey, Ivan, I understand you want to talk to Doc Halligan. What's up? Yes, I was wondering, um, for the uh, vaccinations, I have a uh, six-pound chihuahua, and my friend Mm -hmm. has an 80-pound lab. So let's say for a rabies vaccination or a different vaccination, do they use the same dose for each animal? That's a great question. Yes, they do use the same dose. And the reason they do that is because that's what the studies were done on was each animal getting one cc inoculated and then they measured the antibody response. So legally, you have to give them the whole one milliliter or one cc of vaccine no matter what size the dog is. Although behind the scenes, I will tell you as veterinarians, we always question that. Um, right. But legally, you know, we are forced to, to give the entire amount. And typically, if an animal is going to have a, a vaccine reaction, they'll have it whether you only gave a little bit or you gave the whole CC. Right. Well, I don't know. And it seems that I kind of read that the smaller animals, you know, that's uh, more in danger of getting a reaction, you know, you know, when it comes to the shots like the chihuahua over a big dog. But, uh, you know, maybe I didn't read the right information. Also, my other question was, uh, do, uh, I don't know how many different companies make these shots and stuff, and uh, I was wondering, um, you know, there's certain companies make a safer vaccination with less side effects. Uh, do you know any information on that? Mm-hmm. That's such a great question. Um, you know, there's a lot of controversy right now with the, the vaccines, and um, I'll try to keep it simple, but basically... Veterinarians, we, most veterinarians only vaccinate their, their dogs uh, for the puppy series and the cats, the kitten series, and then we don't revaccinate. Um, there are studies at certain universities that show that the vet dogs and cats that are vaccinated have immunity for up to seven or eight years. Right. But the problem is with the vaccine companies. It's a lot of money that the vaccine companies make, right, for you to keep yes. getting your pets revaccinated. So they've only done the studies for a year and then three years. And we've been asking for a long time if they would, you know, please try to do studies so that it would show that these pets have um, antibodies for much longer than what it, the label says on the vaccine. So I can tell you as a veterinarian practicing with a holistic veterinarian, Dr. Jones, we do not do vaccines like a lot of other veterinarians do. Um, we okay, we do it according to the lifestyle. I'm sorry, types would you do? So what we do is we you want to do the you have a, a dog right we're talking about yes. yeah so you want to do the puppy series um, right. three distemper parvos two bordetellas and then the rabies and the other thing too is we do not give the vaccines at the same time we good, good. spread them out 
So it's a, it's right. it's much safer for your pet instead of them getting all three just to do one at a time. And that way we can tell which one if your dog does have a reaction. So then you'll come back. Um, usually we will um, revaccinate the second year, and then we'll go sometimes up to five years before we will revaccinate that that dog depending on its lifestyle. So I would ask you: so does your dog go to dog parks? You know, do you travel a lot? Do you board your dog and then we would kind of we tailor the vaccine protocol according to your pet and your pet's lifestyle and i think you're going to see a big trend towards that because we have uh we know that those dogs that are getting autoimmune hemolytic anemia and all these diseases because we have over vaccinated um, now as far as the vaccine companies You know, it's usually the adjuvant, which is what they're reacting to. So, you know, any of the major ones like Pfizer, Merck, Bayer, they all make very safe equivalents of the vaccines. Um, So I wouldn't say there's probably one that's better than the other as far as a dog reacting. Are are there a lot of companies? You're saying there's certain companies that might add this ingredient to the vaccination? I'd say that there's probably the top three or four vaccine companies is the one that I would stick with, which is what most veterinarians use. I mean, you can get some that are cheaper. Can you them for me once again? Yeah, so like mm -hmm, Merck or Marielle, they make a very good vaccine. Ingelheim Boehm or IB is another very good company out of... Um, I think it's Switzerland. They're, they're excellent. Um, Bayer also makes vaccines. So if Pfizer is another vaccine manufacturer. So, you know, if you stay with one of those four top big companies, you're safe. I know there's other ones that you can, um, purchase online and, you know, it's, it's legal for you to go ahead and buy your own vaccines and do them yourself. But a lot of those vaccine companies are not. Um, probably not as safe as as the major four ones that I just uh, recommended. The other thing I want to say, did you know that you can do titers on your pet so that you don't have to get the vaccine? Now, rabies is a vaccine that's required by law. Right. But if you don't want to vaccinate your dog, you can have a blood test done, which is a titer, and it will tell you if your dog has enough antibodies and doesn't need to be revaccinated. So that's something that all veterinarians are offering, and more and more clients are going to that in place of just, you know, giving them a vaccine, which a lot of times they don't need. So if I give if I send my dog for that particular test and it says mm-hmm. he has enough antibodies in his system, I mean, do I wait another year before I give him another one of those tests? No, they'll tell you, it'll tell you on the test how much, how many antibodies your dog has. Okay. And they'll be able to tell you that, you know, you wouldn't have to retest for like two or three years, depending on what his test level showed. Right. And rabies and, and, doesn't matter at all, even if it says it, it probably doesn't need it for another three years because of the laws out there. Now, it depends on the state. I do think there's some areas that they are letting us not do the rabies if we can show that a titer was done. So it really depends on the on the uh, state that and county that you're in. And the reason I asked this is that you know, last time I had my uh, Russell's Griffon uh, vaccinated, I um, honestly believe he had a reaction to the shots because he's a very healthy dog, never had any problems. And I know it was a week that passed. But he ended up with a seizure, and I do blame it on the shots. And I brought the seizure lasted pretty much probably about 30 seconds. 
Uh, then he was down on the floor and he wasn't getting up, and um, he recovered after that. I brought him to the uh, vet. He put him on medication for a week, and it's been six months. There hasn't been any problems since. And it's just making me a little nervous, that's all. Yeah, so don't vaccinate that dog. Dogs can die. I have seen dogs die from a vaccine. They they are, you know, so in that particular dog, I would not revaccinate it. I would tighter that dog before I would revaccinate it. And what if about, you do have to vaccinate it. Well, you know what? You can make a case. Your vet can say that this dog had a vaccine reaction. Your veterinarian right. should work with you to help you on yes. this. Oh, he would. Yes. He would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would be nervous. I vaccinate. You know what? I had a chocolate lab, the love of my life, Duke. I vaccinated him his puppy series once, and he never got vaccinated again. And he went everywhere with me because right. I know, because I've seen these studies in these vet schools that the drug companies, vaccine companies, don't want you to know that these dogs have immunity for life, a lot of them. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Fear Free Happy Homes. Don't forget you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Happy Homes. Helping your pets live their happiest, healthiest, fullest lives at home at the vet. And everywhere in between, visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. And thanks, Fear Free, for underwriting Animal Radio. Greetings, Animal Radio lovers. It's time for a brand new installment of The Party Animal. That's me, Vinnie Penn. Actually, it's a very special episode. Of I, I want to be reverential of the party animal. Rest in peace, Betty. For those of you who have been following the party animal adventures uh, over there, it's already been well over a year now, uh, getting close to two, I think. Uh, you know that my daughter and I went out and bought a goldfish named Betty, a betta fish. And uh, Betty lived exactly one year and died, on, passed away this past 4th of July. My daughter was uh, unbelievably strong upon the loss. And for those of you out there who really know and really have paid attention, you might be wondering, uh, was Vinnie Penn a hypocrite? And did, he did a big rant about why goldfish were unceremoniously flushed down the toilet and not giving a, a given a proper burial i'll have you know i am a hypocrite but i just wasn't in this particular instance she was buried in the backyard and words were said a moving eulogy was delivered by myself and by my six-year-old daughter interestingly enough though betty uh just a few weeks before we had bought another fish named elmer and had one of those split tanks. We bought a new tank, and it was split. So now my son had his own fish, and Betty had, and my daughter had her own in Betty. And Betty died not long after Elmer's arrival. Could it have been fishicide? Could it have been? Uh, could Betty have killed herself? In all honesty, those of you out there who know fish, could, could this have happened? I mean, they weren't in the same tank, and yet somehow it wasn't long after that that Betty swam her final days. Uh, and now my daughter wants a brand new pet. Oh, 
I can't even get into that. I will tell you in next week's installment what my daughter's new pet is now that her goldfish has passed away. What she wants it to be anyway. But uh, give me an email, Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. We added a fish to the tank, a split tank, though, important to note. And the one that was there longer died only a few weeks later. Hmm. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Hey, Eric and Rashi here, hosts of the CBS TV series Lucky Dog. We're also the spokespeople for the 14th annual Get Your Licks on Route 66 Pet Adoption Tour, brought to you by Fido Friendly Magazine. The tour travels from Los Angeles to Chicago, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events. Join us and show sponsor Chewy at the tour's kickoff event on Saturday, August 27th, where lots of great pets will be available for adoption. To find out where the tour stops near you, log on to FidoFriendly.com. And who knows, you just might find your new forever friend. You're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. On the big show today, Deborah Wilson will be joining us. Also author John Katz. Stacy, working hard. What do you got going well, on? Well, there's another recall on pet snacks. You know, there's been so many problems with these snacks that have come in from China. This one is a product that you can get at Target. And I'll tell you what it is and what to look out for coming up on Animal Radio News. <laughs> Stuck in the bathroom, Doc Halligan. Uh, didn't want to come into the studio today. It was probably Mexican food last night. Was that? It? Yeah, it was. It wasn't good. No. <laughs> we are we are very very lucky to have on the show Christy Pace. Christy has a very special dog. Hi, Christy. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Now the dog's name is it Nakio? Yes. And that's Hawaiian, right? Yes, it is. What does that stand? What does that mean in Hawaiian? Uh, it actually means puddles. Puddles, and that's yeah. And why did you name your dog Puddles? And tell us a little bit about your dog. Very special dog. Yeah, well, Nikio, um, he was originally abandoned in a foreclosed home as a really young puppy with his litter mates. And it was in the wintertime in Nebraska, and he was the only puppy that was actually found frozen to a puddle. Oh, no. And oh. he had severe frostbite, and he lost all his toes and all four legs. All four That's legs. Wow, you see mm-hmm. dogs that uh, may, maybe lose one leg or right. two legs, but four legs, that seems like that's uh, then a lot of adversity that dog has to go through, huh? Right, yeah. But he has a really strong spirit. <laughs> now, wouldn't uh, most shelters put a dog like this down? Um, oh, well, you yeah. know, he actually went to a rescue in... From Nebraska, he went to a rescue in Fort Collins called A Puppy's Voice. And so they saw something in him that he had a lot of life left in him, and he wasn't that depressed and should be euthanized or anything like that. And when I met him for the first time, I mean, he had the biggest smile on his face. He came running to me. Wait, he came running to you? Wait, 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 wait. How did, how did he come running to you if all four of his legs were... Uh... <laughs> well, as a puppy, he was very, he was only four pounds when I got him. And so he was so lightweight that he was able to move around pretty well. So basically he had nubs on all four legs. Mm-hmm. And so because he didn't have that much weight to bear and um, he wasn't full grown yet, he was able to still move around pretty well. It was only once he started getting, um, you know, from 20 pounds up that you started how much he was struggling more where he started uh, not being able to actually walk on hard surfaces. He couldn't really run and extend his movements as much as most dogs do. Why wasn't the decision made to use a wheelchair instead? 
like most dogs? Well, you know, when I adopted him, I never really thought about a wheelchair. Honestly, I saw him, um, his left hind leg was the worst where he lost the most tissue. And I was really thinking, gosh, you know, if we can just get something to make him more comfortable on that leg, maybe he would be able to get around better. And so um, I actually stumbled upon OrthoPets in Denver, and uh, I went there originally thinking maybe we just need one leg to help him through. And when I went there, then they told me how important it is that he actually has all four prosthetics to really balance him out and give him the best quality life. So now he has four prosthetic legs is what you're telling me. (laughs) Yes. Feet, right? (laughs) Is it just the feet that he has the prosthetics of? So um, basically the prosthetics do go up, um, you know, like past his knees um, or his elbows. So it's it's around there, but um, so it's higher up, but that's only because it needed to wrap around and Velcro tightly on his leg. Mm. So um, it is kind of a longer piece, but it creates basically a paw so that he can have all the movements of a normal dog. Now, I know when I and put he, socks on the, my dog or try to put shoes, she picks her paws up real high and she has a hard time walking. How did Nakaya accept this and do adjust to it? You know, um, there is a bit of that awkward moment in the very beginning where they are kind of, um, having exaggerated movements because he had to learn um, where his paw was in space, basically. Um, so it it was exaggerated, and it still is sometimes when you see him running. I mean, he, he kind of kicks out a little bit more. But um, he actually took to it really well. Like, as soon as we put them on, it just seemed like he knew it was so much more comfortable, and he started doing everything he could never do before. Um, and so, like, I could never actually take him on a walk on the sidewalk because, you know, concrete and pavement was much too hard on him. So I used to take him in a stroller, and as soon as we got his prosthetics, I could actually walk him down the street, and that was, like, the biggest accomplishment for me and for him. Does he get around, um, like, like um, fine, or, or, or is it, um, do you got limitations at all, or is he basically just like your regular everyday dog now? You know, um, he, I mean, he wouldn't necessarily be able to, like, just jump in the car. I think he would try, (laughs) Um, but he wouldn't be able to do a few things like that. But he is able to, like, go up and down stairs. Um, He's able to run with the best of the dogs. You know, before he would see, you know, he would watch the dogs chase a ball because he knew he couldn't catch it in time. And now he's out running with them, which is really big. Well, this, um, this is a good story. This is a good story. I like hearing this. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> you just gave you just gave this dog a whole new you know look on life again. And um, this that mm-hmm. was you know that was really really great of you. Did that set you back a few bucks? Well, you know, they are pretty expensive. Um, I actually worked at a vet clinic originally, and we raised um, money for the first prosthetic. Is the OrthoPets they, they make prosthetics for mostly dogs and cats, or do they do it for other? species they have other species as well last time we were there um there was a llama with a prosthetic leg it was really cool (laughs) i've heard about that Mm -hmm. yes very cool it's a great company great and we can learn more at the website which is nikio's underdog rescue and that's spelled n-a-k-i-o-s underdogrescue.org and we'll put the link over at animalradio.com yeah thank you very much i appreciate it go give nikio a big old hug from all of us here at animal radio Oh, definitely. Well, thank you. 
This is Animal Radio. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-696-2871 800-696-2871 800-696-2871 That's 800-696-2871. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. Patrons at a sports store in Austria were shocked when they recently found themselves shopping alongside a flock of sheep. Orange News reports about 84-legged sports fans found their way inside the inner sports shop in the St. Anton Ski Resort. The owner of the store says they believe one of the animals saw her reflection in a mirror. And just like sheep, they all followed. In came a bunch of others to investigate. The rest of the flock apparently curious as well, and they caused thousands of dollars worth of damage. Lawyers are currently in negotiation with the sheep's owner over the animal's massive bill. Well, this is a party your kids won't forget. A Florida company has decided to offer children unique pool parties that they'll never forget. The folks who run alligator attractions in Madeira Beach, they're offering live alligators that'll swim with kids at area pool parties. The company owner told the New York Daily News, putting the reptiles in the water with children, that's perfectly safe since the alligators' mouths are taped shut. Children also get a lesson in alligator safety before they're put in the water. The owner says he's done dozens of alligator pool parties since he began offering the service and said kids are always excited to be able to swim with the reptiles. So one of their arms is bit off. A new poll says New Jerseyans are split on car seat belts for dogs. You know, they're doing this in Massachusetts, too. We talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. There's a new public mind poll that was released by Fairleigh Dickinson University. It shows that 45% of residents favor the idea. A solid 40% are opposed to it. A measure introduced in Trenton last month would require that pets not traveling in a crate be restrained by a harness. You know what? I don't think I'd be able to keep my black lab in a harness very long. Violators would be subject to a $20 ticket. A Southern California man says a bear ran off with his iPad during a recent fishing trip. Jesse Dinkle told the Daily News he was fishing at a lake in San Bernardino when a bear snuck up from behind, grabbed a backpack with a pricey tablet inside. He ran off of the backpack in his mouth. Dinkle said his fellow fishermen were giving him grief over the incident, saying they were pretty sure the insurance company probably wasn't going to believe his excuse that a bear stole his iPad. It's believed, though, that a granola bar in the backpack may have been the thing that lured that animal to the site. I'm Stacey Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. An angry dog owner has filed a claim against the Hermosa Beach Police in the Los Angeles Superior Court. 
It all started when David Nichols, a quadriplegic, was walking his service dog on the beach. A hotel worker started yelling at him about not cleaning up after his dog. Nichols claimed the job belonged to the hotel worker, and then the hotel worker flagged down the police who ordered Nichols to stop his wheelchair. What happened next is in dispute. Nichols saying he was forced to the ground by the policeman and the police report saying that he fell out of his chair during a struggle. Nichols is seeking compensation for what he says was a violation of his civil rights. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You found us, Animal Radio, your lucky dog. In for Dr. Debbie this week, Doc Halligan answering your vet medical questions. Your most vexing dog issues with dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner, and Wendy Diamond. Let's see, in just a couple of minutes, Deborah Wilson. Used to be Deborah Wilson Skelton. Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. She played uh, Oprah, Whitney Houston. Mad TV. <laughs> oh, she had some great characters. She's a very funny lady, but she's a big animal lover too. Big animal lover. She's got a couple new movies too. She's working on. She's kind of serious roles for her, hmm. and we'll uh, talk to her in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. You just got off the phone with the uh, American Humane Association. They wanted a transcript of the show with Bob Uh-oh. Barker. Yes, apparently, where Bob Barker, uh, he didn't have complimentary things to say. No, he didn't. And uh, we told him we don't have transcripts, or we do. Oh, oh! here's the deal with the transcript. If you want a transcript of the show, write down everything we say and send us $5. That's, <laughs> I like that. That's how we do the transcripts with the show. You know who we have on the phone with us? Author John Katz. You know, he's written about 21 books, eight novels, a collection of short stories, and he's oh one gosh. of my favorite animal writers. You know, we, we've had him on several times. We've got to be careful is, uh, because if he doesn't pass Bob they Barker. can't pass Bob Barker. And, yes. Yeah. Okay. We have to make sure. John Bob Barker's still alive. He is. I know. <laughs> I know, and you wow. know what? I mean, wow! He is as lucid as you as can. Sharp. How old is he? I remember when I was a little kid watching him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now he gives millions of dollars to animals, uh, usually exotic animal funds and causes. And yes, he's very big on saving the animals. And but it's all about John now. John, yes. welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Good to have you. Dancing dogs. It looks like a bunch of great short stories about the relationship between animals and their humans. Yeah, there are 16 uh, short stories, and it's my first short story book. Most of the stories are about dogs, and uh, one is about a barn cat, and one has a donkey in it. There are some sort of twists and turns and surprise endings, but I was really looking mostly to try to capture the point of connection between people and their animals, how much animals mean to people, and try to do it in short story form where I could get into different settings, a farmer, somebody in New York City, somebody in upstate New York. Are these stories that are submitted to you, or are these stories that you have written? stories I've written, they're all fiction, and they're, um, I definitely got inspired by people. You know, some of them are inspired by uh, women I met in these box store jobs who have really lousy jobs but wonderful pets, and, and seeing how much they love their pets. I spent some time with them. Um, so they're inspired by stories I've seen and heard and my own life on the farm with animals and my own experience with farmers and their, their animals around, around upstate New York where I live. What's your favorite story out of them all? And I know that's kind of asking, what's your favorite child? <laughs> no, no, I'm yeah. happy to get that. That's a great question. I like your transcript idea. I definitely want to go along with that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think my favorite story is probably Lutheran Minnie Goes to Heaven, in which an elderly woman passes away and wants to meet her dog in heaven. 
And when she gets there, the dog angel takes her to dog heaven. And she's quite shocked to discover that one part of dog heaven, they're all rolling in disgusting stuff. And the other part, they're eating garden <laughs> balls. And the other part, they're having sex. And in the other part, they're, they're chewing up furniture and antique lamps. That's awesome. And so she's shocked. And she said, well, I never let my, my dog do that on earth. And the angel says, I know. That's why we call it dog heaven. Ah, uh-huh. That's where they really get to roll in the good they stuff. They really get to be dogs. This that's idea, awesome. I was exploring this idea. You know, some of the stories are, are, help, are meant to make challenge people to look at life through the animal's eyes. So I have one story about a, a dog who's left alone all day. And, you know, people are always worried about what can their dog survive being alone all day. So this dog, I, I just went through his entire day where he has, you know, he's very sad when they leave and get puts on a sad face. And then he goes around sniffing up pizza crumbs, chasing the cat <laughs> and having conversations with other dogs about how, how hard it is to train the people in their lives. Oh, it sounds wonderful. Now, I understand kind of changing the subject a bit that uh, you're very concerned about the future of books as tangible items and that books may need help to make it in the world these days. I think all writers are concerned about that, but I think books are are changing. You know, there are probably more people reading more books in more forms than ever before in, Amer- in history, certainly in American history. Because there's more platforms now for books, that means there's more authors writing more books. And it seems like anybody who has a dog now wants to share the story of their dog. Ever since Marley, we get mm-hmm. inundated with uh, four or five books a week of the, and they're usually self-published books that uh, somebody wants to tell their story about their dog. And I know their story is probably, for them, is, is grand, but really I'm, it's played out for me. And any time I see any book that comes across my desk with a name. Well, I, it's true. You know, it, 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 ironically, the, the dog market w- w- before Marley was actually underserved. I mean, there, there are 74 million uh, dog owners in America, and, uh, and, and there were, used to be very few books about them. And, and so it's not surprising that there was an, uh, an increase in that. What I get uncomfortable with is so many of these books are what I would call, you know, honestly sappy. And they're all about meeting your dogs in heaven or crossing the bridge or, or the bad dog who miraculously saves, you know, his, the barn cat from drowning. And I, I think they're not about the real life of people with real animals. And, of course, there is some sadness and sorrow and disappointment and challenge in that. Um, I know when I go on, I'm going on a national book tour and I run into people and many people tell me they just want happy stories about it. They just want these stories. So I think it's going through a phase. I, I, I hope that will play itself out. I'm a great fan of Jack London, and, and, and I love in my own writing to write about what I call the real world of real animals. And it's not always so pretty. Um, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's very loving. But um, there's this sort of sad, edgy, and, and challenging side to it that I try to write about. Well, I think what's neat about the book is it's actually kind of funny in a bunch of areas, and I, lo- I love that. And I'm going, in fact, I'll probably spend the entire weekend reading this book now. This is good. Thanks a lot. Good. It's one of those books that I'll just start and then I can't put down because the, the stories are so engaging. It's called Dancing Dogs. The author, John Katz, joining us. I have 10 copies to give away. If you're not lucky enough to get through, head on over to your bookstore, if it still exists, or Amazon.com and order Dancing Dogs. It's doing very well, by the way, I guess. Yes, it is. Up on the, on the bestseller list for short story books, which is great. you got to love it's, that. It sounds like a great book to read to your kids at night, like a bedtime story book. Tonight, well, a couple of the stories are a little sad. Just be alert to that. Um, okay. yeah, the cover is a little cuter than the book. The, the Random House put a lot of puppies on the cover, um, there being no dopes. But, and, and there are some sad stories, so people just have to be, not terribly sad, but, uh, you know, some of them, one takes place in a shelter where a lot of dogs were left off. That could be a little sad for kids. Most of them are very happy and very cute and very funny. We appreciate you taking time with us today, Thank you John. so much. I look forward to being back again next year. Take care. John Katz joining us on Animal Radio. The book is called Dancing Dogs.
Check out Animal Radio highlights, all the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 
exercise. Basset hounds are like that. But if you want a dog that's like a lab or you want a bigger dog or any dog, you, the trick is to observe the puppies. If you can find somebody who's got a litter of puppies and just watch them, you're going to see which ones are rambunctious and goofy and crazy and energetic. And there's always a couple that like to lay around a lot. And believe it or not, when they get older, that pretty much transfers. They uh, they don't change. If a, if a dog is mellow as a puppy, he's going to be mellow as an adult. And if he's a crazy lunatic, I want to play lots of energy dog, when he gets bigger, he's going to be the same up until he's about four or five years old. And then he'll start to mellow out. Out a little bit. So it's all in the observation of you finding puppies and watching them for a couple of hours. And you'll be able to see which ones are mellowed out. Well, I, I had an old English bulldog on the truck with me years and years ago. And I just, you know, I, I let her go because it didn't, I, I wasn't really sure if, you know, if she was happy or not. But I will say, as far as mellow and relaxed, that was the dog to have because she didn't want to do much other than just lay around on the bed or in the seat or on the floor. Or, why weren't you sure she was happy? She was probably ecstatically happy just being around you, buddy. Well, I was a lot younger at the time, too, and I probably had oh. no business back then having a dog with me. I didn't have the time or the maturity for it. But, you know, I'm 32 years old now. That was probably almost 10 years ago, and I'm just feel well, like about a little bit and think I could could handle it better. Yeah, you have more wisdom and you're calmer. But think about this. Before you go, a lot of people buy dogs. They go to work all day. The dog is left alone nine, ten hours a day locked up in an apartment. Which is fairer? You having the dog in your cab, making stops every now and then, playing with the dog. You know, you got to play with your dog at least a half hour a day. But the dog is going to be with you, around people, seeing all kinds of different things, experiencing different smells. But most of all, you're together as a pack, and that's what dogs crave. If a dog had his way, you would never leave. They live in families and sure. packs, and the packs are always together. Sure. Now, one quick question before I let you go. Um, your best advice. Now, one thing, I mean, I have grown up around my folks who've had dogs all their lives, but as far as the track goes, maybe it's a little different. What is your best suggestion on, <clears throat> say the dog does have an accident? I mean, I know some people use newspapers. Some people rub the dog's face in it. I think that's inhumane as all get out because... I wouldn't want my face rubbed in anything like that, but <clears throat> do you have a suggestion or a recommendation as to how to handle an accident or... Yes. If if the accident is happening right in front of your eyes, you make a quick correction. And a correction is just a strong word like, no, and, and give the dog a little poke. Or if the dog is a puppy, say, no. And, and if you can, if you're pulled over, pick the dog up and put him outside immediately. But the trick sure. is if, the dog, if a dog has gone and had an accident, if more than 30 seconds goes by, forget about it. Just clean it up, make believe it never happened, because the dog okay. doesn't even remember that he or she did it. And and the other thing is to praise your dog. Whenever your dog goes to the bathroom outside, say, good dog, good dog. And when you catch your dog sure. going to the bathroom inside, you go, bad dog, no, no. And they learn real gotcha. quick. But but your dog's not going to have an accident except if it's a puppy and maybe at night if you're sleeping, uh, if you sure. forget. But but when a dog is a puppy, if you take the dog out every three, four hours, by the time the dog is five, six, seven months old, that dog is going to be potty trained. You're not going to have to worry about accidents. And the other thing to remember is if your dog is house trained and your dog does have an accident or starts having accidents, take your dog to the vet immediately. Make sure there's not a medical problem because that, that happens sometimes. Certainly. Remember, they can't right, well, talk, so. Well, terrific. Thank you so much for uh, taking my call, and that was incredible advice. And You're based awesome. Based on what you guys said, I think I'll go ahead and 
Look into. Yeah. Hey, Mike, what are you hauling? Before you go, what are you hauling? <clears throat> oh, we haul everything. Right now I've got beef, and I'm headed to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and we haul furniture and alcohol, hey. beer, and just whatever fits in my trailer. Hey, if you come out this way, can we load my mother-in-law into your truck in the middle of the night? That sure would help me out a little. <laughs> anything, buddy, anything. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-696-2871-800-696-2871-800-696-2871. That's 800-696-2871. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. In for Dr. Debbie, Doc Halligan, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner and Wendy Diamond all at your beck and call. And if you download the Animal Radio app, you can ask us your questions right from the Animal Radio app for your smartphone, your iPhone, or your Android. So How convenient. So many ways to reach I out. I like to that. I ask, I ask myself questions. Do you? Right on the app. <laughs> Joy. Yes. And Joey, do you answer them? Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what's the point? You don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Listen, uh, in just a few minutes, we have Deborah Wilson coming up uh, from Mad TV. Actually, she hates it when you say that because she's done so much since Mad TV. Yeah, she's been off that show for a long time. I think 2009 is when it went off the air. I thought it was longer than that. She she was there until 2009. Mm -hmm. And of course, she played uh, Oprah Winfrey and Whitney Houston on on the show there. You remember her, don't you? She was actually one of the most established characters on that show. She spent the most time on that show. Did she really? And she loves the animals, and we'll be talking to her in just a couple of minutes. And uh, Stacy working hard in the newsroom. What's up? People come up with all kinds of squirrely excuses when uh, they're pulled over by the cops. This guy had a squirrely excuse, only it was a real squirrel that was caught in his shirt that was caused him to swerve. Uh, there was a little alcohol involved, too. But, I bet. Um, he did have a squirrel with him. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Oh, I'm well, going to stick around for that. Good, yes. Good thing it was in his shirt, not his pants. Yeah. 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 Right. Squirrel in your pants could out. be a problem. Those are squirrels eat nuts. Remember that, so... <laughs> Joey, bada bing, bada bang. That's pretty good. Doc Halligan in today for Dr. Debbie. This is your second week. Uh, Doc, Doc Debbie yes. is uh, in yes. Hawaii, Hawaii, enjoying a Hawaii. beautiful vacation. And uh, you having fun? This is your second week now. You, you're probably working out all the kinks and everything. Cat, cat got your tongue there? Doc, <laughs> yeah. what happened? I'm having a blast, Hal. Just love this. Joy, I, I know you had a question for Doc. You don't have to call through on the 1-800 lines. You, you can ask her. 
Really? Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Hi, Doc. I have Hi, my Joey. golden retriever girl, Amira, had some major abdominal surgery. Mm-hmm. And the second part of this is that I also babysit some puppies across the street from me. And their one dog picked up kennel cough from the daycare that he goes to. Mm-hmm. And the surgeon at the hospital that operated on Amira is saying that that can be viable in the air for four to six weeks. So I should stay away from that place for four to six weeks or I could bring it home to her on my clothing. And the people that own the puppy have said that their doctor has said two weeks. So, of well, course, similar- I am way overprotective like, of my well, girl. And I would say I'm an expert being a shelter vet on kennel coffin tell complex, but technically what happens is the dogs, they have the virus, right? And they're coughing and they're shedding it while they're coughing. But then once they stop coughing, some dogs can be shedding the virus for up to four weeks and you wow. wouldn't know it. This is once the clinical signs have stopped. That's why it's such, it's so hard to get rid of in the kennel because you have dogs that aren't coughing anymore, but they're still shedding it. So to be safe, I would say four weeks. Excellent. Thank you so much. We have Susan on the phone for Alan. Hey, Susan, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. I, I'm hoping that you can help me out here. Okay. I've got an 11-year-old toy poodle, male, who suddenly has become not broken. And I'm not sure what's going on. Um, we have had a, a serious problem with fleas um, this summer, and I've been, you know, flea dipping them or bathing them and taking care of that, trying to get that under control. And um, it seems like for the last couple months, uh, at least once a week, he um, misses and uh, pees or, or poos on the on the hardwood floor. And I. I don't know what to do about it. Um, can I ask you a question? Uh, do you have another dog, too? Yeah, I've got a, another toy poodle, female, and uh, she's a little older than the male. How long have they lived together? Their whole lives, or is it a recent oh, thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, their okay. whole lives. I've got two um, boxers that are outside dogs, but, um, you know, the poodles are the in-house. So the, the boxers, have they always been around, too, or are they new? Uh, just three years. Okay. Um, the first thing you should do is take the little fella, take him to the vet, because a lot of times when dogs start peeing in the house, it could be a medical problem. They get urinary tract infections just like people. Uh, they get kidney stones and bladder stones when they get a little older. So you have to rule out uh, a medical condition before you can do anything else because, you know, your dog's 11 years old. There could be something medically going on. So you want to take your dog to the vet and make sure that is not what's going on. And then the second reason why dogs dogs do this a lot of times a change in the environment will cause dogs to start going in the house again that's why i asked you if you got a new dog because that would cause it sometimes even new dogs moving into the neighborhood will cause something uh, like that anxiety and sometimes believe it or not dogs just like people when they get a little older they develop sometimes a form of alzheimer's and they actually forget so if none of these if the, none of these is the problem, you just start over just like you did when your dog was a puppy. You clean the area up real good. Don't use ammonia because ammonia draws dogs back because their urine has pneumonia. So clean it up with a, a good product you get at the pet store that eliminates the scent so he doesn't return to the scene of the crime. And then you you have a regular schedule. You can find the dog when you're not able to give him attention, and then you have a regular schedule. So whenever you wake up, you take the dog out. After meals, you take the dog out. 
as soon as you return home from someplace, you take the dog out, and you go out with your dog on a leash, you have a treat, and as soon as your dog starts to go to the bathroom, as soon as that dog is done, you say, good dog, and give the dog a treat. The most important thing is regular schedule and structure and keeping everything the same. It's just like going back to square one with a puppy. And if you do this, your dog will snap out of it pretty quickly as long as there's no medical condition. Okay. I appreciate it greatly. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call, Susan. Stacy, working hard in the newsroom. What's going on? All right. Here's one that you could talk about with your friends. Uh, would you let your kids go to a pool party where they were going to be swimming with alligators? But it's safe. They tape their mouth shut. Think about it. Jeez. I'll tell you all the details coming up on Animal Radio News. Don't they do that to Joey when people are around him? Occasionally. Just so it's safe? Uh, Beth. Hi, Beth. Welcome uh, to the show. Hi. I understand you have dog issues. Well, yes. Um, it seems like. Now, I've only had this dog a couple of days, but I recently adopted a 10-month-old mini Aussie from the local rescue group. And I also have a four-year-old Aussie female, and he is very aggressive around her with anything. If she picks up a toy, runs over and takes it away from her, and they get into scuffles over this, and I've had to break up a few altercations. How do you break it up, Beth? What do you do? I just yell at them. Uh-huh. Stop. Uh-huh. I don't let it escalate to the point where they're just absolutely, you know, tearing each other apart. You said that the dog, the one dog you've had for years and the and the other one you just brought home, you've had for 10 months, and the other one you just brought home? Uh, the 10-month-old, I've only had a couple of days. The 4-year-old I've had since she was young. Okay. So now the 4-year-old, how well trained is that dog? I mean, if you told that dog to go downstay, would she do it? She would back off. This is this is kind of normal. When you bring a new dog home, uh, especially a new dog home, and, and there's another dog in the house, and you're in the house, most of the time, you know, that dog is basically when a, when a dog has food aggression like that, is saying, "Hey, I'm in charge." You know, this is my food. Get lost. And it's up to you to become the pack leader and the alpha dog. And the easiest way to do that in your situation is to take ownership of the food. Now, when you feed the dog, how do you do it? Do you just put the the dog food in a bowl and walk away? I tried that. It didn't work out too well. So now well, what I do is the female, the one I've had, I, I put her food down. I put the male in the crate, and I put the bowl in the crate with him. That's a good solution. That's a good short-term solution. But you want to eliminate all the, the aggressive behaviors. And, and the quickest right. way, the best way to do that is to be the pack leader. And you're going to have to be patient and persistent. Take your other dog and, and take her out of the room. Take, take your other dog out of the room at feeding time with the dog you just brought home. Take ownership of the food. Put the dog food in the bowl and just stand there in front of the dog for a couple of seconds. Do not put it down. Does the new dog know the sit command? Does she know how to sit? Sometimes. If I have food in my hand, he does. Okay. All right, so what you're going to do with your new dog is you're going to make that dog work for his food. So when you feed your dog, you're going to put the dog into the dish and just stand there and tell the dog to sit before you put the food down. And then you're going to stay there for a little while with your hand on the dish. When you have your hand on the dish, you own the food. You're going to get the dog used to you being there while the dog eats. And every now and then, keep a couple of treats or a couple of pieces of food in your other hand and Throw those treats into the bowl. Put some water in there. Put a toy in there, too, to slow him down a little bit. He's scarfing it down because he thinks, he, you know, it's a new environment. He might think that he's never going to get fed again. So he's scarfing it down because of that. So you want to take ownership of the food by being there. Keep your, keep your hand on the bowl. And then when the dog gets comfortable, 
with you being there, you start giving praise. Just a good dog, good dog, and give her a pet every now and then. Always make her do something, though, before you feed her. Hold the food and make her sit before you put the food down. Every now and then, after about a week or two, take the food away. Mm-hmm. After you do that for about two weeks, three weeks, however long it takes, where that dog is very comfortable with you there and is no longer being possessive of the food, you're going to start bringing the other dog around slowly on a leash. And you're going to start by putting the other dog in the down position when you feed your you know your dog when you feed your dog you're going to bring the other dog there and put the dog in the down position about six seven feet away or even in the crate if that's easier for you or even if you have somebody to help you hold the other dog and you're going to slowly over days move the other dog closer to your dog the, the one with the aggression problem eating and you're going to see that pretty soon the dog is going to realize that that the other dog is no threat that you're the pack leader and become very, very comfortable eating around that other dog. But if she does exhibit aggression, take her food away. That's how you give her a correction. And start walking them together regularly so that they understand you're the pack leader and they're part of a pack. Remember, if you have questions about anything you've heard on today's show, visit us over at animalradio.pet or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry, all updated, all new. It is cool, it is free, and uh, you actually look sexier with the app. Not a lot of people know that is one of the effects, but if you download it to your phone, you look sexier. Like, look, do I look sexier than I did before I downloaded it? Of course, you're saying. (laughs) So there's so many reasons to download it, so do it now. Hey everybody, this is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band. Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio, thanks for loving your pets. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800 478 6084 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-6084. 800-478-
Jasmine, so after you put the topical on, are you waiting three to four weeks before you bathe her and reapply it? Yeah, I was told to wait, and I've been doing that, and she still has them. Okay. Now, just because you're seeing a flea doesn't mean that it's not working because the fleas will do what we call the death dance. Like, I Uh use the pet armor on my cats, Uh and um, usually if you do see the flea, it's a flea that's dying, and they are agitated, and they're jumping they're jumping around, but a lot of people don't understand the life cycle of a flea is like a butterfly. So uh-huh. it go, it goes from adult, egg, larvae, pupae, and only five percent of the entire population is in the adult stage. So that means the other ninety five percent are in uh-huh. the egg, larvae, and pupae, and those can sit dormant for like a year. What part of the country do you live in? I live in uh, California. You're in California. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the flea egg larvae pupae can lie dormant for up to a year. And then when the temperature's right, like right now, it's perfect with the humidity. Um, mm-hmm. then they hatch. So if you're using the topical and you're still seeing fleas, you probably have an infestation and you have to work on the other environment areas, such as the house and the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, we tell people that you have to vacuum well, every I day. I live in an apartment complex, and there's a lot of dogs that live here as well. Oh, so okay. They so, have a lot of dogs here. So you probably so, have a lot of fleas in the environment then, right? Yes. Right. So um, that's going to be tough as far as being able to, you know, control that. But mm-hmm. the house itself, do you have any carpeting in the apartment? Yeah, and I've had some problems with them getting in there, but I've bombed the place before and things like that, and then they come back still. Well, what you have to do is that we're recommending that you vacuum every single day initially because uh-huh. the egg, larvae, and pupae are invisible to our eyes, but they're uh-huh. in the carpet most likely. They're uh-huh. um, alongside the, um, you know, where the wall is and where the dogs spend a lot of time. So you have to uh-huh. vacuum every single day. And then uh-huh. you have to take the vacuum bag and actually seal it and throw it out in the trash because they can come out of the vacuum bag. Uh-huh. Um, can I add something? Uh, sure. It, you know, I, I mean, because the only reason why, and I don't mean to, to jump in on your call here, but... um. I, we used to sell flea bombs all the time, and I'm mm-hmm. going to be very honest with you, and I have never in my life sold flea bombs that were successful unless they were they were done 100% precisely like the label says and sometimes it's extremely difficult um, to follow to follow the instructions on the labels of the flea bombs mainly because of the configuration of your home or you're not following the square footage size if you have mm-hmm. that bad of an infestation Call an exterminator. Believe uh-huh. me, it'll make your life a hell of a lot happier because they'll get rid of what's in your house. At one um, point, they even put me brand new carpet here because I had yeah. a little, a little poodle. He was all poodle, mm-hmm. and he was uh, almost teacup size. He was smaller than her, and he mm-hmm. got a problem real bad here in the same place. And he passed away because he got a parasite from the fleas, and that's why I worry about her. He what up parasite, a parasite was, which killed him? Do you know what parasite he had? Because I have no idea. Really... They just tell me that it was um, contagious and it uh, wasn't good. And I took him for treatments and special shampoos and everything at the vet, and it didn't do him any good. That eventually would kill him. Really? Huh? Well, I would yeah. make sure that I had then a fecal 
done on your little jasmine there to just see if she does have parasites. It's uh-huh. rare for a parasite from fleas, the tapeworm, to kill a dog. I mean, I've seen uh-huh. it in kittens and puppies, but an adult uh-huh. healthy dog should not have a problem from the tapeworms. And if uh-huh. you want, your veterinary can just give you regular deworming to use on a on a yearly basis for Jasmine. Uh-huh. It won't hurt her even if she doesn't have fleas. Yeah. Um, but remember that life cycle of the flea. So and it's really important to try to control the other life cycle stages in your house. And, uh-huh. you know, I mean, you know, you can't really do much about the other pet owners if they don't want to do the fleas, but you can at uh-huh. least protect Jasmine. Okay. Thanks for your call, Kim. Good luck with that. I know that's sometimes a tough battle. You know what's funny about that? That's, I mean, that's a, that's the, the um, calls that I've been getting um, routinely the, the past few weeks. Um, yeah, the past few weeks, it's it's. I, I guess it's the explosion has happened. A lot of people do you, don't realize yeah. you know, when they bring their pets to the groomer, and you said it, you hit the nail on the head. The flea shampoos. I'm I'm against all dips. I won't use them. Yeah, I've I seen know. them cause really bad problems to dogs. So we used to use just some. Um, regular flea shampoo and we used to use stuff that was you know more environmentally friendly um but it would kill what was on the pet but when the pet would go back outside if it went back into a bad environment the other thing that we used to do as a groomer is i used to tell them to come back in a couple of days and we'll redo it if they weren't adding a topical product because the fleas will run into the dog's ears they'll run up their nose they'll run across their eyes they're not dumb they they understand survival so to get away from what they need to get away from they'll go into these areas where you know the flea shampoo is not going to reach them and then come out again later um it's especially in heavy infestation yeah but basically a bath just makes the dog clean for the flea you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now with the free animal radio app for iphone and android Hey folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor, spay or neuter your animals today. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-696-2871. 800-696-2871. 800-696-2871. That's 800-696-2871. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, here's a squirrely tale, a real one. A DUI suspect was pulled over in Clay County, Florida this past weekend, saying he was driving erratically because he was being bitten by a squirrel. Warren Michael was pulled over on Saturday night after he almost hit a car in his pickup truck. He was seen swerving and weaving onto the grass. Turns out, though, there really was a squirrel in his shirt, and there were signs it was biting him. Michael still failed a field sobriety test, but his girlfriend came over and she recovered their pet squirrel. 
Employees at an animal shelter in Richardson, Texas, are looking for a new home for an ironically named cat. The cat's called Skinny. The Dallas Morning News reports that Skinny is a 41-pound stray. It was found in a local's backyard earlier this month and was brought to the shelter by Animal Services. But vets say that Skinny needs to be taken to a different location where she can safely shed more than a few pounds. Richardson Animal Shelter Director Dennis Wooten said the tabby is so big she can't even fit into a normal litter box. But they've still received hundreds of phone calls from people that are interested in adopting her. However, though, he's worried that most of those callers are just interested in the novelty of Skinny's size. He explains there'll be a long-term expense involved in her care. I think it would be probably cheap to have Skinny because, you know, you wouldn't feed her as much. So your your uh, food bill would be cut. But she'll be staying in a shelter where she can get healthy again. Casel Associated Industry recalling its Boots and Barkley six-count, five-inch American beef bully stick dog treats because of possible salmonella contamination. You know, there's been so many problems with the chicken jerky treats that are made in um, China. But this product comes in a clear plastic bag. It's got six bully sticks. It's marketed with a barcode on it, and it's been distributed nationwide through Target retail stores. Salmonella can sicken animals that eat these products, and it can also sicken people. If you haven't washed your hands after you touch the products or you touch any surface that's been exposed to the products. The recall came after tests by the Colorado Agriculture Department detected salmonella bacteria in product samples. No illnesses have been reported in animals or people yet, so just be aware. And one thing you just want to always do after you handle any type of pet food is wash your hands. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. And we welcome back to the Animal Radio Airwaves, Deborah Wilson. Uh, you remember Matt TV? Went off How the air. You forget I loved it. I, I know. I was it. a big fan. I was a big fan, too. Deborah, you must miss that. Um, no, you don't miss what you've never lost. <laughs> it was great for what it was. It was a part of my journey and a very grateful part of my journey. So, you know, to miss something means that you're looking back in some sort ah. of regret uh-huh. um, and in some sort of lack. And I, I just don't lack anything in my life. No, you're staying very busy. It seems like you got a lot of things going on in a bunch of things that involve animals. Yes, I've been, I've been involved with animal causes since coming to Los Angeles. So if there is an organization that I can support one way or another, um, then I'm there. Tell us about your animals at home. What do you have? You have a cat, don't you? Yes, I had two I had two cats. One of them passed who had a brain tumor. She transitioned, and I have a cat who's 19. Wow. She's 19, and she's thriving, and she's happy, and she's healthy, and she's my best friend, my seven-pound friend. And I have a Colombian tegu lizard. Oh, a Colombian tegu lizard. What is, what is that? Is it's, it's a large-breed lizard. I got him as a juvenile. He's a large-breed lizard from Colombia. Um, and they don't they have their own categories of species. They're not um, they're they're not necessarily in the in the lizard family when it comes to they look like it's interesting because if you look at a tegu lizard, it has a face like a velociraptor. Okay. <laughs> it has the legs of a frog, and it's got the body of an alligator or crocodile. Wow. And it moves like an alligator or crocodile. In fact, they death roll. Now, how, how big is it? Right wow. now, he's about two feet. Uh, what's his name? His name is Lizard. How did you come up with that? I don't know. I really had to do a lot of thinking and <laughs> contemplating on that one. That one took me months to work I on. I bet. Joey, you're afraid of lizards, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I am. I was, first thing I was going to ask is, is it a biter? Um, all, all 
lizards are, believe it or not, because here's their, their mechanisms for defense. They'll originally, they'll open their mouths, almost like velociraptors, to kind of scare you, and they'll puff. They'll close their mouths and puff oh. air to, to puff their bodies up, and they'll get on their legs. Um, they'll also use their tails to whip, just like iguanas do. Okay. Well, well, now, now, how does the, the lizard and the cat work. get along? We don't put them together. Ah. So it's not, it's not one of those things. Right now, I have an empty room that lizard is kind of like hanging out and crawling in. But because they're skittish, in Colombia, there are a, a couple of breeds of tegus. There's the Colombian tegu, which happens to be more skittish, because in Colombia, they have more predators. Uh, and so they're uh-huh. naturally more skittish. And there is the Argentinian one, and the ones from Argentina are a little bit calmer. They have more of a, 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 a warmer demeanor as they get older. You can hold them like babies. You can walk them like wow. dogs. I was just going to say, do you take yours out? Well, he's juvenile still, so I wouldn't. Uh-huh. And because he's skittish, he will charge at you, just like, a little, just like an alligator. <laughs> So every time I put him in that room uh-huh. uh, and I have to go and pick him up again and, and bring him back, he gives me trouble. What, what does he eat? Um, they're meat eaters. They're, they're primarily carnivores. Uh, so, so heavy-duty proteins are good for them. And two sources of protein for them are hard-boiled eggs okay. with the shell. I pulverize the shell because the shell gives them calcium. That I can Bodies do. really need to, pro- to, uh, to, to uh, process calcium. Uh-huh. And I also give him, he loves pedigree dog food. He really? Loves the, uh, <laughs> Have the you told pedigree that yet? You might be able to get a sponsorship <laughs> thing going with pedigree there. That's interesting. Why not? For lizards as well. <laughs> and he loves crickets. They will, eat, they will eat live as well. They can eat mice and they can eat... Um, rodents but it's pretty brutal to watch them eat because what they'll do is when they attack it they their necks are so strong they've got a lot of ripples in their necks a lot of skin and it's basically to cool their body down and the males have more ripples in their neck and a big jowly neck more than the females do but what they'll do is they'll, their heads are so powerful that they'll literally bite hold on to it with the crowns of pressure and they'll literally bludgeon it to death with their head oh my they'll knock it against the wall or knock it against the ground until they bludgeon it to death so and i i used to uh, raise large breeds snakes. So I know what it's like well, the process. And I used to hand feed my snake. I wish you could see Joey right now. He's turning <laughs> pale, which is, which is as you described this. Now, will you actually uh, eventually walk this uh, animal on uh, uh, a leash, a yeah. harness in the park? Yeah, they're, they're, I won't say in the park, but definitely he's large enough. I, I have a three-bedroom condo and a three and a three-floor condo. So on the third level, there is a deck out there, and I have it grassed in. So it's it, you know it'll be fine for him. They've got long claws, so they, they, although they won't climb too high, it'll give him enough room to stretch out uh, and and get as much sun as possible. Because like a, a reptile, they are cold-blooded. Very interesting Very, stuff. Yes, I've learned a lot here on this show. Wild that I'm used to large breed snakes, but this is my first endeavor into lizard. And I've got the battle scars to prove it. It's the first time. I got to say, while, while Deborah's talking here, I'm picturing uh, Oprah Winfrey from for some reason. And I, the voice just sounds the same because, I, of course, that's what I correlate you with, with the Mad TV character. And so to see, <laughs> I'm thinking of Oprah with, uh, with the big alligator uh-huh. walking that around. Okay, oh, yeah, so- yeah, our voices are very... And it's interesting because there are a couple of actresses that I do uh, impersonations of, uh, or rather impressions of. And there's a difference between an impersonation and an impression. Uh-huh. So with, with Oprah uh, and people like Whitney Houston, I will do an impression of them, and my voice kind of falls in that range of an Oprah to begin with, and I just make these slight adjustments in my pronunciation, um, and then voila, I'm her. Well, you know what? We, I've never been able to get her on the show, so maybe this is our answer. This is as close as we'll we get. We'll say what this we is do, 
Oprah. <laughs> yeah, we we actually tell people that they're coming on Oprah, and then that's how we get like uh, Jenna Fisher, some of the big stars. Yeah, that's how we get them on the show to begin with. You lied to them. That's how they got me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. some bad boobs of them, huh? Is that what you do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. You're like, yeah, of course. Nuts <laughs> for mutts. Now this is a walk and a dog show coming up. Yes. What? Uh, tell us more about it. We've been doing this for a number of years. New Leash on Life Animal Rescue has been doing this for a number of years. And what it is, it's primarily a dog show. People actually register their dogs online for various contests, and they come out there and they do their thing with their animals. And on top of that, we've got amazing booths, and we've got amazing rescue organizations you can adopt as well. There's food, there's fun, there's face painting. And we get celebrities, Bobby Durafshar and Kelly Durafshar, who created New Leash on Life Animal Rescue have such a, a, a cornucopia of celebrities that come out and support because Bobby Durafshar was and is uh, a celebrity trainer to the stars. Sure. He is the flip side of the same coin as a Caesar Milan. And so he would, would train so many different celebrities, and by word of mouth with how good he is, he built up this great resource of people to support his rescue. So for him and his wife, Kelly, it was never just a matter of grooming and never just a matter of pet behavior or companion and animal behavior. It was a matter of how can we do rescue. And not only that, they've created other organizations that have actually taken animals that were about to be put down and placed them in homes with children. Originally, it started out called Walk for Paws. Mm-hmm. Originally started out where these children were, were, uh, had these dogs in their homes for children that were that had disabilities, and mm-hmm. I don't well not really disabilities. I call them differently abled. Mm-hmm. They were differently abled, and watch their reaction and their response, primarily with autistic children whose uh, vocabulary increased, wow. their social skills increased by having this animal. Animals are transcendent. Now this uh, the nuts for much this fe- this year will uh, have a uh, beer garden for those of you that love uh, drinking beer garden. Ew. Over sixty vendors, a silent auction, and then if you have a talented dog like we. Have have a kisser dog that loves to kiss, and you're having a best kisser contest. And I don't oh, know. I've d- Let me tell you, yes. I was a hit with a Labrador Retriever for the best kisser. We exchanged <laughs> numbers, of course. Oh, but the bottom line was, uh, I had my my time. I guess I was just being used, <laughs> and I felt dirty. The website is www.nutsformuts.org if you want to sign up or learn more about it. Deborah Wilson, thanks so much for joining us. We my appreciate it. My pleasure, my blessing. And as Oprah would say, you guys are great. <laughs> I love you all. And you know what? I have to admit also, I, I, I have dogs, but I love cats. I just can't eat a whole one by myself. <laughs> Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-478-6084 That's 800-478-6084 In for Dr. Debbie today, Doc Halligan. 
This is the second week for Dr. Debbie's vacation in Hawaii. It's a long vacation, but she works so hard and definitely deserves it. Lucky her. Alan Cable, dog trainer, right here, as well as dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, connecting on Skype with us. And then, of course, Wendy Diamond. How are you doing, Wendy? Can I touch you? Oh, fabulous. You touch <laughs> so many you. amazing people. You were hanging with Sting yesterday, is that correct? Oh, my gosh. I was so fortunate to have dinner with Sting and Trudy. By the way, by the way, I know we all know, I, I know we all know Sting, right? Sure. But Who's, his wife, Trudy, is who? seriously one of the most impressive women I've ever, ever, you know, known in my life. I mean, it was the cutest thing because Sting, it like literally did not speak at all. It was all Trudy. <laughs> and when he finally, you know, he, it was a small event at the Harvard Club. Sure. It was 150 people. Trudy Styler has done so much for the Rainforest Foundation. That was that Sting and Trudy's charity that they started uh-huh. in nineteen ready for this? Nineteen eighty nine. Wow. They've oh, been doing wow. it before it was cool. They made it cool. Is is it true what I read about Sting about the tantric dog petting that he can pet a dog for twelve hours without stopping? Woo! Well, you know, listen, I don't like to go into those things in public about any personal lives of anybody with their dogs because I've heard a little too much in my life. And also, by the way, I saw Tony Bennett this week. Oh, good. Oh, I love Tony Bennett. That guy just keeps on ticking and ticking and ticking. Can I be, I like, huh? He's unbelievable. And you were, of course, with Baby Hope. I'm sure she was tucked away in your bag there somewhere. Baby Hope, yeah. Baby Hope was at the first time fest, but I did not bring her to the Harvard Club because we all know that they're a little stuffy in there. All those bourgeois. Wendy, you're interested. You I mean, I probably really cool could have brought. I probably could have brought Baby Hope. Is there any kind of? Is there a special bag you carry her around in, or is it just any bag? Does she have a special bag? She has a very special bag, but I try not to bring awareness towards this bag because we've all heard of Sherpa bags, right? <laughs> and every time you go out with a Sherpa bag, everyone knows you have a dog. So I actually have a bag that no one knows I have a dog. There are little breathing holes on the side, though, right? <laughs> yeah, there's breathing holes. What yes, if she has you know, to go, you know, number two or something like that? Does she tell you? Oh, uh, she so actually does. Wondering. I know. I know when. I know when baby's thirsty. I know when baby hope is hungry. I know when baby ne- hope needs to go to sleep. I know her. You know, it's three months together, twenty-four hours a day. Just like a mom knows her baby. baby. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, dog father Joey Velotti. Hey, hey. So, I gotta <laughs> tell you. I gotta tell you. This week I was bombarded. I shouldn't say bombarded, but I got a lot of calls, or a lot of emails about. People, what should they do with their do- with their dogs and cats? Because they've been getting fleas, and um, you know they're looking for the best treatments. Now, because we had, at least in the Northeast, had a ton of rain um, this this summer. So what it did is it gave us a really really strong flea season. If you're having a problem where you're finding more than three four fleas on your pet at a time, then I call that a serious problem. Anything less than that, it's the problem isn't serious, and you could probably take care of it with herbal sprays, stuff that you can make home um, by yourself. Um, you can use a combination of essential oils, citronella, rosemary, wormwood, peppermint oils. They all work great on their own. You mix that, you get like a little, you know, like those little pint-sized sprays. You get one of them, fill them with water. Add about, I'm going to say, 10 to 20 drops of any one of these oils. Now, these oils aren't going to be harmful to your pet. You don't want them to eat them, of course, but um, if you spray it on, it's not going to, it's not going to harm the pet whatsoever. 
a combination of any of these not only is um is just the deterrent it also will probably kill the fleas in most cases if you have more than that on your pet and i'm going to be honest with you i have never been a guy that really wanted to promote the um topical um um products you know those those sort of things but they do work Al. i mean they're not supposed to be toxic the good ones anyway and when I say, if you're going to go out and you're going to put this stuff on your dog, go out and get a reputable one. Go out and spend a little bit more money. Just don't go to the local um, five and dime. And I'm not even going to mention names, but the stuff that you're going to find on the shelf for 3 and $4 is stuff that's just going to be very toxic and could be harmful to your pet. And in some cases, I remember Animal Radio reporting on cases where, you know, pets um, have had major problems with these. So if you're going to go out and get it, go out and get a reputable one, even talk to your local groomer, your local veterinarian, what should I use? These things work really good. And you know what? They will get rid of your problem. But you got to remember the problem doesn't end just there because everything that walks through your yard that drops fleas are leaving them there. Okay. So when this wears off, if you don't have a quick frost that kills everything, they're going to go back on your pet. And a lot of times when your pet is washed, it's going to wash the stuff off, even though it's not supposed to. And you're going to have the problem all over again. So you have to treat the yard. You have to treat the bedding. You have to treat the car. You have to treat everywhere your pet was or the pet that's dropping, you know, dropping fleas. And that could be deer. That could be raccoons. That could be skunks. That could be any wild animal, the birds that are in your yard um, that can cause this. So sometimes you have to, you may have to get a um, landscaper to come in and they'll put down, um, you know, pesticide themselves, which really isn't great, but you know what? It gets rid of the problem. Mm. And then hopefully you don't have a problem anymore. But remember one thing, some dogs are allergic to flea bites and they can continue to scratch afterwards. So you constantly want to look, and I say this all the time, if you see what looks like black pepper in the coat, that's flea droppings. Your pet has fleas. Well, that's all we have time for today. I want to thank Deborah Wilson for joining us as well as John Katz. I also want to thank Doc Halligan for filling in these last couple of weeks. He did such a good job, even though he's still stuck in the bathroom. You guys made it so easy, (laughs) even with diarrhea. I I mean, come on, what more could a vet ask for? You know? Wow. Okay. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> I noticed Joey, Joey's not as amorous well, as he usually is. No, I, 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 I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. I'm so sorry, Joey. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next week right here on this fine station for more Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.